0: Welcome back to another episode of Quality Tech Talk. You got your boy Cresh and my boy Omar. Today is something that I'm really passionate about. But before we get into that, I want to thank everybody that has hit play. We are at 1,000 or more plays today. And um, I remember when we first got started, um, Omar and I was like, hey, let's try and hit 1,000 followers, 1,000 subscribers. And, you know, that, that didn't happen. But, you know, we had, you know, some people listening, some people liking, some people sharing, blah, blah, blah. And uh, maybe that was just an over, you know, uh, exaggeration because we were fresh at it. But two, and two years and some change down the line, we have a 1,000 plays. I am grateful for that. Uh, keep listening, keep sharing, keep supporting, keep uh, you know, letting us know what it's like. I would say, Omar, what you think? About 2,000 plays about the end of this year? I think we could talk about plays versus subscribers right now.
1: Let's do that first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's honestly just based on the metrics and everything. That's just the easier thing to kind of look at. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely, you know, 2000 by the end of the year is good. I mean, I just, while you were saying that, I just looked at our numbers we're at uh, at a time of this recording, we're at 1066 right now. Um, So, you know, we're climbing, we're climbing. Uh, And as far as the two year thing that you mentioned, our first episode was actually about the Galaxy S10 and that was back in April of 2019. So. Uh, yeah, we're over two years now, you know, uh, just over two years. So, you know, right, hopefully right. here's still another two. And, uh, right. you know, we're, we're trying to get, you know, stay as consistent as possible. You know, and we thank everybody who's stuck around with us for this whole time and, you know, listens to us uh, religiously. So we do definitely appreciate you
0: guys. Yep. Episode 39. We're talking about the electric vehicle scene. Is it popping now? Or was it, has it been popping? Is now the time. Is lightning the time? What are we talking about today, Omar?
1: Yeah, so we obviously, you know, we talked about electric cars uh, a few episodes ago. And, but, you know, as with everything in tech, you know, things happen to make things, you know, new again. And um, so we were talking about the F 150 Lightning Ford's new um, electric pickup truck. And we, I think you and I both agree on this, Chris. we're really convinced that this is the moment, right? Where, moment. where, where electric vehicles, you know, kind of ramp it up into high gear, you know, not to use a, you know, a car pond or whatever, but- <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, but, but it's like, it's, it, so it's a good time, I think, to look back at electric cars, and see where the future is going to be so i kind of want to start there you know let's uh look at the early days of electric vehicles um you know and the early days weren't that long ago you know because it's such a new technology and uh you know it's the idea is simple right you know instead of gas that's bad for the environment you know you go with an electric car and um and you know save yourself on doing that and the maintenance is a lot lower but you know obviously in the early days it was more so you know real niche in like california you know that's kind of where it all started in silicon valley and it, it and i think maybe you could speak to more to this more than me but it felt like it's it was treated more like a tech gadget thing than the automotive thing so what do you think of that a hundred percent dude i
0: when, I mean, we, you know, we can, while we're talking, oh, get on, type into Google. There's actually an electric car before electric cars. So while, while I'm chatting about what you just said, type that in real quick and then come back with me. But uh, yeah, personally, I didn't even, I was always into consumer tech, cell phones, uh, just technology, right? I didn't even think about Tesla until like the Model S has been out longer than when I even dove into the idea of even showing interest into it. I've test drove every single Tesla there is besides the Cybertruck and the Roadster because you can't right now unless you're MKBHD or somebody, right? (laughs) Um, And uh, I thought Tesla was it. I thought, i was like, man, this is it. But you're right. Tesla is probably the only thing that most people, even the average consumer, knows. They don't know about the Porsches and the, you know, you know. We don't have to go down the, you know, list. But yeah, you think about Electra, you think about Tesla, right? So yeah, you're right. It was just a, to me at that point in time, a gadget, something just to play around with. It wasn't. When, it, when I first started looking into it, I, I, I didn't really think of it as an everyday car. I thought of it as like, hey, let me just, hopefully I get, you know, win a lot or hopefully I start making this money at work. I'm going I'm to grab one of these. But now
1: what? So real quick before we get into that. So right when you were talking, I pulled up this thing on car and driver about the, uh, the, the brief history of the electric car. Early, the first electric vehicle was something back in 1896. Uh, oh. it was called the Electrobat. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, imagine, you know, vehicles of that era, you know, almost like an electric carriage in a way. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, um, a kind of I'm, I'm going to link this in the show notes uh, so you guys can kind of take a look at this. It's pretty fascinating to see how far they've come. Um, yeah,
0: but that's a long and,
1: time, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the two, the thing too, is just like in the industrial age, everything just was so reliant on fossil fuels that it it probably just went to the back burner. People didn't think about it, and it's only until recently when like environmental consciousness, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, became so important that people wanted to uh, make sure that their vehicles, uh, you know, were, you know, were really confining to that, Um, right yeah so you know it's funny you know, we always make analogies on this podcast and i think like the early days of electric you, you know how you have those uh, boutique smartphones you know like um like blackberry used to do do the uh, porsche design phones yeah yeah and they'd be five times more expensive than whatever else was on the market or yeah. you'd have like those gold-plated iphones you know that kind of stuff uh yeah. to me that's kind of what um what electric cars were and to a certain certain degree still are um where they're just like luxury items you know yeah yes yeah. Ex- you know they're like a big flex in a way yeah, you're like yeah. oh look at me you know uh, i'm i i get to park in the in the special ev section at the mall you know that yeah. kind of thing yeah. um yeah. but yeah let's let's move to like the, the big star of the show so to speak uh it's the <laughs> f-150 lightning um so before we talk high level, uh, what, what it means for the industry, what was your take? I know you watched the video, Marquez did, you kind of researched it a little bit. What's your, uh, what's your take on, on this thing, on this truck? All right, so dude,
0: I, you know, I'm a family guy, you know, if anybody doesn't know. So I got a couple of kids, you know, I got a wife, I got a dog, you know, so a, a, a sedan may not work for me. It, it could work just for me for every day or taking the wife on the day or just a couple of kids in the boot up, right? But when the trucks start rolling out, I'm like, all right, now I gotta give you, let me look into these family ones. Uh, and really ain't none out there, you know? Even though the F-150 is still like a five seater, it still has, it's wider and it has a lot more space. If I were to put like a five, if I were to put everybody in there and the dog, everybody still got a lot of space. But uh, when this hit, I didn't even watch any reviews yet. My uh, my daughter's friend's uh, father has an F-150. I immediately said, hey, I know you ain't got the lightning yet. Obviously it ain't out. Can I see how big it is on the inside? Can I look at it? What's up? And I opened the back up. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of space. And I just asked him how he loved it. He's like, man, I want another F-150. But he, he said this year, uh, something's wrong with the leases or something. So they extended his lease for another year because they couldn't get him another F-150. And I was like, bro, that's good. You can get you a lightning yet next year. But long story short, um, this is awesome. I, I'm, I'm interested. I started watching videos on it. I started more than MKBHDs. I watched new later. I watched CNET. I watched, I'm on it. I asked my dad about it. My dad works at Ford. Like I was like, whoa, this is what's up. Like, I kind of think I'm more excited about this than the Cybertruck. And I know the Cybertruck to to most people are ugly, but it's a wow factor. I was like, I want that, especially if it's only 40, starting at 40 grand. But now the lightning starts at 40 grand and it's more of a, we'll get into this. It's more of an everyday vehicle.
1: Yeah, I'm like just looking at their website right now about this and literally the first thing they talk about is forward intelligent backup power.
0: And
1: mm. you know, so basically when there's an outage or something, you can't get to a charging station or they won't be working, it has the reserve to be able to do that. To me, mm-hmm. that just shows a company that gets it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're looking at this and you're looking at this thing again there's like a look To certain companies, electric cars, like they'll have like some neon lights and try to look all futuristic. Yeah. But this thing, it just looks like an F-150. Yeah. And I think that's the good thing about it, you know, is that it just looks like an F-150. And it's not trying to be too fancy. Like the interior, yeah, you got the giant tablet screen like the Teslas have. But um, for the most part, like you're looking at the way this thing's designed and it's just a truck. You know, mm-hmm. so even if you're like, you know, one of those people who we think you're going to get mocked for driving an electric truck, you know, because you know how you know pickup truck communities can be, and yeah. you know they they kind of like, oh no, what are you doing? You know, you tree hugger? This, you know, whatever. Right, is. right. You know, there, there's just that that culture, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, but this, like, that ain't no know, truck. Y- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you can you can't have this this payload here, and it looks like it's gonna be able to handle all that. Handle and all just Looking, man. looking at the materials here, like their stock images and stuff, they're positioning this like as a, uh, a vehicle to do work with, you know, to take mm-hmm. on construction sites and stuff like that, do hauling mm-hmm. with and things of that nature, in addition to just being like a family vehicle as well. Um, so yeah, so I think this is like, when we say this is like the, the, the i about to say device, <laughs> with this hey. is the vehicle. <laughs> That's going to change the state of the electric industry, I think, it, because you look at the Cybertruck, like you mentioned, it looks like futuristic, something out of a, some sci-fi novel, right? Mm-hmm. It's sharp angles, boxy, huge, and it looks to be quite frank. It looks like some tech guy in Silicon Valley designed yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And they're like, well, it has to be angled like this for ergonomic purposes like you're looking like what the hell is this thing? right it looks like a lunchbox <laughs> right and you know so this thing is just it takes a design that's tried and true and you know just just as swaps out the the gas motor for the electric motor
0: i mean you mentioned like uh the, the things that it can do um the the thing that i like is i wonder if this is a shot at tesla there the power that this truck can handle you can power your house like you mentioned if there is an outage and the reason why i'm saying is this a shot at tesla because in order to power your house you have to buy tesla's power wall or tesla's uh solar panels with this an outage happens you plug in your truck it says you can power your whole house like dude like this truck is a tailgater a front gator, if that's what they want to call it. A uh, shoot, it's a mom. It's a mom truck too. You could put the groceries in the back, the bags in the front, the everything. Like you switching out the motor for space. Like it's no longer. You mentioned something about it's also a family truck. It's no longer just a work truck or just a truck truck. It's an everybody truck now. Like the soccer moms no longer have to drive the soccer van unless they really need the extra row. They can put the soccer balls and stuff in the front. They can put the everything in the back, the coolers and the, you know what I'm saying? So I think Ford not only said, uh, we're going to make this just a truck, we're going to make this an
1: everybody truck. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a lot about Tesla already, um, (laughs) which is no surprise. They're kind of the company you think of. Yeah. You know, they're like they're like the Apple of electric cars, right? They're the company you yeah, yeah. think of first. You know, yeah. so uh let's talk about Tesla's dominance in the electric space for a second. Um so when you think electric cars now, that's the company you think of, right? Regardless of like the Nissan Leaf exists or the uh obviously you mentioned Porsche earlier, you know, I know Volvo's switching to being fully electric by the by 2030. Uh But when you think electric, you think Tesla, you think Model S, Model 3, Model Y, Model X, and Cybertruck and Roadster, like you mentioned. So, um, I mean, how do you think Tesla did that? Like, how did they become the de facto brand when it comes to uh, the electric scene?
0: Uh, kind of like what we've been talking about. We've been, we've talked about on our prior podcast about somebody innovating, right? Somebody doing something different. I think the head guy over there, Elon was like, I need to be somebody that's doing something different. Like, I don't want to keep making regular cars. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to keep making the same designs and, and, you know, whatever. I think we have, you know, how, you know, how, how you and I said on the last podcast, who's gonna innovate, who's gonna do something different, Like, or is that not gonna happen, it's just iteration. Um, that's how that happened. You had somebody that thought different and said, you know what, let me do something different with design and with electric. And then now, again, you have the copiers or the people that's going to take it and make something different, you know what I mean? Or take it and add to it. So. <clears throat> Just like in the smart home, smartphone industry, that's how it happened. Somebody did it. Now somebody's to has to do something to make it better.
1: I think a big part of Tesla's success is creating value of brand image, right? Like, think about again. I you know probably not going to be the first or the last time that I compare them to Apple on this podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, you have situation where they are perceived as a prestige brand. Why? They don't sell cheap cars, you know? And they, like, their whole, like, thing is all about being this high-end, well-refined, you know, company. That's their brand image. And as a result, that's how people look at them. So, and you look, again, at the earlier electric cars when they were being designed, they just looked funky, right? Mm -hmm. Now, like, Teslas generally don't. Now we could talk about the Cybertruck kind of looks like that, but that's like the exception, not the rule, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just look at like Tesla as as a result of this, because they only make electric cars. That's another thing. Like Nissan making one, Jaguar making one. That's just one element of your business. Right. You know, right. Where, where Tesla's whole business is electric, you know. So that's kind of to me how they came to dominate it, but the issue that they have, though, is uh, no. Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. What are you
0: say? Um, so, so I just wanted to uh, add to you. You mentioned something about these other manufacturers making uh, something other than gas, and you mentioned that Tesla only makes electric. I really, uh, I wanted, I wanted to throw this in there. Uh, Jay Leno's Garage. Jay Leno said on uh, on a, a article, I believe. He said the new generation will only drive Teslas. I think I mentioned this on a prior podcast too. Uh, Today, that may not be true because there's so many different uh, options, but I do believe the new generation will be driving more electric cars. But I also think that what's also happening is you mentioned something about price. Yeah, the new generation has a new form of, uh, income and they're making more money than we have and that we used to, right? And quicker ways, and so they can afford things like that. But I do think companies like Ford is trying to jump in now to make more cars more affordable in the electric scene. I guarantee you that's what's going to happen next. You got you got the F one fifty starting at forty grand. It, it, it's, it, the next thing you're gonna have, dude, is a, is, is an escape you know what I'm saying, that's electric. I mean, you already got the mock. Well, you they got, got the, the mock. E, yeah. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So I feel like now more than ever, I, I personally am more interested because I feel like now they're gonna come start coming out with even a compact car, a mid-size car that's electric. And it doesn't necessarily have to be four, but it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying the price point is gonna start coming down. And so that's gonna, that. and so like I said in the beginning, is this the time? I I'm not saying it's gonna kill Tesla, But just like Apple got competition,
1: Tesla now has competition for real. So I look at like this, like we've talked about Sony phones before and how like they make money by limited amounts and, you know, high profit margin. I think eventually Tesla is going to be that, you know, they're not going to sell millions upon millions of cars. They're going to sell enough and they're going to be profitable. Right. Mm-hmm. Just how, like I said, what we said with Sony and their Xperia phones. So I think that that's eventually going to be the lane they jump into. I mean, it's like it's like when you have like Ferraris and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they um, you know, they you don't sell five million Ferraris, but, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you yeah. sell them, you, you know, I mean, obviously Tesla doesn't cost that much, but, right. but it's still, I think uh, a, have uh, a certain worthwhile person. one. Yeah, yeah, you have a certain type of customer. I think, I mean, people our age and maybe a little younger are enamored with Tesla because of the tech element. And I think that's a big hurdle that uh, companies like Ford and GM um, and uh, like Volkswagen and stuff, they have to overcome that because they're seen as just the the old car manufacturer, Mm -hmm. right? So that's something that you kind of, they kind of have to overcome. Right. so let's just do, you know dive deeper into that real quick. So Ford, I think, oh recently, had said that they're transitioning from being a car company to a tech company, right? Mm. And you know this, the Mach E show that because you know realistically, these new cars are adding more and more sensors, more computers. You know, so they are pieces of tech now, right? But let's but. Let's talk about the view of what an electric car is. You know, when you say electric car to the average person on the street, what do they think? They're, you know, I mean, what do you think that they immediately associate with?
0: I think when they, I think the word "electric" it, it, it screams money. <laughs> that, right, that's the right. thing. I don't think they think, you know, like you said, it, it's a different, it's, it's actually, it's. I, I feel like it probably has its own definition somewhere out there without being like a real regular definition, like you, like you, like I said, if you think about an electric car, you're not thinking that it's, it's, it's affordable. Um, but you know, the, the list that I sent you earlier from CNET, they talk, they have an affordable, they have affordable options and the best options and things like that. So now today they have like a list and reviews of different things. You don't have the reviews for electric cars. is totally different than a review for a gas car. Like, like you said, it's a piece of tech and like, just to give you an example, uh, my grandmother, she is really into tech uh, when it comes to like her phone and like lights and thermostats and things like that. So I, I was like, I'm proud of you, grandma. That's what's up. But when I, she said, I'm thinking about. Get, I heard that she was trying to get a new car, so I messaged her. I said, Grandma, you should get you a Tesla. And she was like, uh, they they cost too much. And I'm just in my mind, I'm like, Grandma, you drive Caddies and you drive Lincolns and Nah, no, they're the same price. If not, your caddy costs more than that. So her idea was like, nah, not right now. So I think my grandmother, grandfather said she probably, she's going to get another uh, Cadillac truck, but, uh, you know, or a Lincoln SUV or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned those because, uh, you know, we're in Detroit, they go for GM, things like that. So, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, uh, people don't know that the, the costs can be similar if not less, or you know what I mean. It, it's in that same bracket, but when people hear electric, they're like, "Oh no, that's too expensive."
1: Well, that's another thing. I mean, I think that's another step they need to take forward beyond this truck is the the, the staples for luxury that we know. They need to develop a like if Lincoln made a, a Navigator that was um, that was electric, or Cadillac made an Escalade that was electric or a CTS or STS that was electric, I think that would go a long way into, uh, into making it more adaptable and make you want to do it. Whereas like right now you're just kind of like, like, you know, like, I don't want to get this, you know, whatever they're calling it car, Mm -hmm. but you know, the name brands matter, you know, the brands that people like matter.
0: So you hit a good point. You mentioned like Cadillac that, you know, they don't have an electric Escalade. They don't have an electric CTS. That is the problem. I a hundred percent agree with you because Cadillac just came out with their electric car. It's called the Lyric. But like, that's a new category, a, a new name category into your, into your lineup. Like the average person that knows Cadillac is not going to sit up here and say, I'm going to buy a Lyric. They're going to say, I'm going to buy me a CTS, ATS, Cadillac truck. You know what I mean? And so for F-150 to be like, oh, we're going to keep the F-150. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to bring back the old school lightning name that was actually a sports truck of ours. So it was easy. That was easy for them. Electric, lightning, F-150, easy.
1: So Like they uh, could have easily renamed when they did the Mustang Mach-E. They leveraged the Mustang brand. That's the only reason people care. If they (laughs) would have called it like you know, some derivative of like the fusion or something like that. Yeah. Nobody would care. But no the the Mustang name has cachet, as Mm -hmm. does the F one fifty and the Lightning names, you know. So that's what's gonna happen. You know, even though the Mach E Mustang looks nothing like a traditional Mustang, really. Mm -hmm. If you really kept the they kept the lights. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They
0: kept kind of, the, the, kind of the, the, the lights on the back and kind of the grill with the lights in the front. But it is a crossover or SUV. So it, it, it is a little different. Uh, but they, they, they kept that name because it also has speed. And it also, you know what I mean? So it, it, it is a little different, but you're right. When you use those names, you keep the attraction. Because what's going to happen is that next person that's going to buy a Mustang. Guess what's going to happen? Have you heard about the Mustang Mach-E? What, what's that? They're going to hear Mustang. They're not going to hear uh, the, I don't know, let, let's give it a name. Let's, let, let's play around. Let's give it a name. The Ford. Uh, come on, come on, o, give me something.
1: Like if they just called it the Ford Omni Drive or something like that, you know, <laughs> it's just like, there you like, go. Yeah, no no one cares about that. No, you nobody's come? not going to care. Well,
0: yeah, let I'll me give you like view. another
1: example. Like BMW's uh, electric, they're called what, X Drive, <sighs> right? Yeah, they're called
0: the iX and the
1: i4, which. <sighs> okay.
0: I mean, because they do the X4 and the X7 and the X, mm. but you're flipping it, and eyes.
1: Mm. My thing is, like, BMW has a good naming scheme with their numbers, right? Yeah. And, like, like, why not just make, like, if you're making a new 330, just say 330E. So E for electric, you know? And it's just, like, <laughs> it's simple. Yeah. then yep. you give that person the choice. You design the same car, more or less. And, you know, you just put an E, one electric, one gas, you know, until you fully phase out the gas Uh, to me. So I want to pull it back to the F-150 real quick. So that whole stigma that we just talked about, this is what the F-150 is trying to change, right? It takes a well-known brand. I mean, you would can argue next to Mustang, F-150 is the most important brand within Ford, right? Um, More so than anything else. and. It's basically saying here is a truck that looks like every other truck and performs like every other truck, but you're not going to be paying a hundred dollars to fill it up, you know? And <laughs> to me, that's a story that sells. It's easy to sell that. And it's only like, it's hey, like go work for Ford, dog. You just sold it. <laughs> I mean, like literally, you know, it's just like, it's not, it, it's, it does, if it does everything a truck is going to do. Like, to me, electric cars have three big obstacles, right? Pickup trucks, sports cars, and on the industrial side, semi-trucks. So, yeah, so with the the pickup truck, their big concern is always going to be payload. Can it haul it? Can I get enough power? Is it going to run out of juice? On the sports car side, it's all about Performance and you know zero to one hundred and all that. So and uh, turn radius. So you know on that topic that that
0: I feel like they're having trouble only because there's a huge gap. They have supercars, right? Mm-hmm. And a supercar you can make an electric supercar because it's gonna for one it's gonna be really expensive because of all the stuff they're putting in it. And yeah, it's gonna be really really fast. I mean that's supercar, right? But then you go you don't have a mid. Uh, and so then you go back to gas supercars. So uh, they they got a problem with that. I, I feel like that's they they don't they got to figure out how to cross that meet that middle because it's either expensive or you or you go back to gas. The what I have been seeing though, and this is with uh, I watch supercar I, I watch supercar Blondie. Everybody y'all need to watch her. Super dope. Uh, one of the BMWs I think. Sorry, don't quote me. One of the cars she was talking about, uh, they, ha- they have, the, uh, I, f- I forgot what's his name, but he does the sounds for cars and like movies or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so what uh, I think is BMW, what they're doing is, is they're, they have an option for you to put the sound in the car. I think Porsche does it too right now to where if you do have an electric sports car, you can still get that sound that you're looking for in a sports car, so I think that's the problem that they're running into. Just like you said, just like we said a little earlier, man, that ain't no truck. So the same thing with a sports car that's electric, that ain't no where, where the engine at. I don't hear that. You ain't gonna do nothing with that. And so I think that's the problem because you have like Chargers and actual Mustangs and Challengers and you know muscle cars like that, and it's kind of like how are we gonna take these hardcore from back in the day old school uh muscle cars to an actual electric car without either them having to pay a lot for electric or just keep them with just gas so that i think the sports car segment is just really hard yeah that's hard especially
1: like the muscle sports car you Mm -hmm. know i feel like the import sports car you could kind of yeah, you know, yeah, you know, the, 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 that's an easier transition, but mm-hmm. like if Nissan wanted to make a 370Z, you know, electric, they, they could probably do it, you yeah. know. But, um, when you're talking like you want to redo a Corvette or a Camaro or mm-hmm. even like a traditional Mustang, you know, that yeah. like the Machi, and
0: yeah.
1: then that becomes a little bit more difficult. Um, yeah, will, I, I think they'll get there though, you know, yeah. as technology moves fast, um, right. so that. That takes me to, so obviously we talked about how they're normalizing electric with the F-150 Lightning. So do you think, I mean, I think we generally agree this is a step in the right direction, right?
0: I think it's a step in the right direction, uh, partially.
1: Uh, something I mentioned in the pregame.
0: I wonder if they, cause the, I'm gonna talk about a problem that we have out here. I wonder if they should have went ham on hybrid gas first, like made a, a bunch of hybrid hybrid gas cars. I wonder if this, if it was a money thing, I wonder if it was just a, a interest level thing. And I wonder if it was just like, where's, where's, that they thought about the future versus now, like, where is this really gonna take us? Well, let's not waste money. But the reason I say that is because we have a, the problem is people that travel. I just left Detroit uh, yesterday, two days ago yesterday Uh, and I came all the way to Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. And that is a 700 mile drive, something like that. I lost count after I hit two hours. (laughs) Um, But that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these electric cars do 300 to 400 miles uh, to the battery, can't say to the tank. (laughs) I think it's it's MPE or something right there. I think that's what they call it. and so that's the thing, like a lot of gas cars or a lot of hybrid cars can give you 700 miles to the tank. So, and I know, we're to, I know we talked about, or I don't know if we talked about the charging network, that infrastructure needs to be built. And so I really wonder if that's another reason what's, what's stopping buyers from really jumping into this pool because like I said, you got businessmen, you got people that travel and you know, they're like, damn, I really, I, if, if I stop for gas, that's like five minutes, fill up, I'm good. But if I stop to charge my car, yeah, they they give me this supercharger. 15 minutes can give me like, I don't know, 30 to 50%. But guess what? What if I, I got another 600 miles to go? I got to stop again? So I don't know. I mean, I, I I think it's more, I think it's going that way more on the high end. More, I'm like a 70 and then 30 of, of maybe they should have hit a middle point first. So I, it, I it, it's more so that way. What you think?
1: So. I think the problem with hybrids was education Mm -hmm. like everybody said oh yeah it's a hybrid it's more fuel efficient that was like the marketing Mm -hmm. like okay but how right and they never explained how it was like the combo the dual motor combo thing one gasoline one electric and they kind of play off one another like that and no one really explained that and that's true so most people were like, I don't want to deal with this, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people saw it and they were like thinking, well, does this mean that I have to use a different type of fuel? Does this mm-hmm. mean that, you know, and there just wasn't enough consumer education uh, on, yeah. the, on the movement. And now there's more in fairness, you know, it's easier to explain electric, pure electric, than it is to explain hybrid, you know, explaining how two different uh, type of uh, technologies are going to work together, you know, but I think if they would have, then to your point, it would have just gotten people used to the idea of, of a electric powered vehicle mm-hmm. and the shift wouldn't be as high. you know, yeah. like the, right now you're saying, oh, you're going from, you know, gassing it up every week or every, you know, three, four days to, okay, well now, you know, you're just plugging it in at home and yeah. most people are just like, whoa, that's, that's like a big you know, shift. Whereas if they had gotten a little more used to the idea of an electric motor with a hybrid, then they might have, you know, been more open to electric when it came around, right? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, you hit some good points. Because I, you know, I I was driving
0: a hybrid for when I drove for Lyft. And A lot of people got in there and was like, oh, this is a nice car, what is this? And I would tell them and they're like, oh, I didn't think this was hybrid. So like, and then when I broke down, like, you know, the mileage and, you know, what happens when I hit, you know, the highway and turn and all that stuff, they're like, oh, okay. So you're right, you're a hundred percent correct. The the, the, the education just wasn't there. And they, and manufacturers probably didn't care. They were just doing it because some higher up was like, make a hybrid, we gotta make a hybrid. (laughs) Now it's like, oh, we got to make electric, we got we to gotta get in that race, we got to compete, you know what I'm saying? Now they're like really amped and excited. So yeah, you're right, the education. Same thing with phones, we talk about it all the time. Somebody comes into a store and they're like, I want the best camera. They're not going to think about the Pixel or Sony or nothing like that. They're going to be like, oh, you want the Samsung or iPhone? That's what you want, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. It, it is education, education is key. Um, and uh, hopefully we get a lot more. I mean, I, I think we have a lot more of that now with the electric scene, because it's splattered everywhere. I, you can see it in the news, you can see it on YouTube, you can see it driving around on the street. What's that? Oh, I'm gonna go look that up. So uh, yeah, education is, is heavy right now, whether it be word of mouth or whether it be something we
1: saw and looked it up. And I think too, you look at it as like, where you said, oh yeah, I guess we're just gonna make a hybrid, right? And I think that's very true. And another thing, but now you see with electric, you got companies going all in, like mm-hmm. Ford going all in, Volvo saying again they're not gonna make gas cars in the after ten years from now, you mm-hmm. know, and they're and they're trying to get more carbon efficient and carbon neutral. So. Um, <coughs> Where hybrid was just kind of like, oh, I guess we'll just do that. It was almost like a band aid yeah. the in their own minds, where it shouldn't have been. It, the yeah the, the proper transition should have been gas. All right, we're going to take ten years to phase it into hybrid. I'm going to take another ten years to phase it into electric.
0: You know, yeah. so
1: I think it should have been go. Like I feel like a lot of companies should have abandoned gas ten years ago and gone all in on hybrid, and then yeah. now they could go all in on electric. But you know, it didn't happen that way. And, you know, consumers are stubborn and they don't, you know, they don't want to hear it. So I, I get it. But, yeah. so moving on. So is, do you think, we talked about the, obviously we talked a lot about this F-150 and what it's doing for trucks. Do we think that more of these staple vehicles, your Toyota Camrys, your Honda Accords, um, your Chevy Malibu, your, you know, Chevy Impala, you know, just these cars that are just well-known as like staples for these car makers, are those now going to go and get their own electric versions? Or do you think Ford is maybe the unique one in this scenario?
0: No, so um, I'm happy you brought that up. I was smiling as you brought it up. Um, I think Ford is starting the, because they said it on, what you said, they said on stage, it's an F-150 and it looks like an F-150. The, the I think that's what's going to happen. I think the, I think as usual, even in the phone game, somebody's waiting for somebody to do something. Yeah. F-150 did it. And they said, Oh, when you're driving this F-150, it's going to look like F F-150 until you see the lightning or until you see that light strip across the grill. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do think a lot of the current designs, even though they're changing, you know, slightly every year, I think that's, what's going to happen. I think, you're still going to have those wild uh, ideas from random manufacturers, but I think your, your prime ones, your, uh, your, your, you know, your Ford, your GMs, your, uh, your, she- your Chevy's and uh, caddies and all that. I think now they're like, Oh, I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> I didn't know we could use a regular. I thought we had to go futuristic like Tesla. So I do see, and at least I hope, you know, again, we're we're doing the you know we're doing our own rumors or our own ideas. I do think that the uh, the current design will now say, oh, you want a Camry? Oh, yeah, we got that electric. Oh, you want a a, a, a Mercedes? Nope, I take that back. Mercedes did something kind of futuristic too. But you know, you get I, you get my drift. You know, I'm I'm just piggybacking off of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope so, and I, I think so. I think that's I think I, I think the F-150 and the Mach-E is, is telling them, hey,
1: we can, you can use a regular design. So I'll, I'll, let me use Honda as an example. Okay, so yep. you would, so like the Honda Accord is probably one of the most ubiquitous cars that you could think of right next to like the Camry and the Corolla from Toyota. So a typical Accord, for well, it's MSRP, starts within twenty 20,000, 25,000 and goes up from there based on options. Mm-hmm. When you look at their like electric type of options, they have this thing called it's called the Honda Clarity, mm-hmm. and that's it's sixty thousand dollars. Okay, mm. so and that's like, but it's not even fully electric either. It's still just a hybrid. You know, it's a like right. fuel cell hybrid. And so my thing is like, Honda would I think if they see this succeed, for they might be like, okay, maybe there's something to be said about making an Accord, a Civic, a CRV that is you know fully electric you know we could just it just makes too much sense to to cash in on the brand name you know like Mm -hmm. people i feel like cars have been around long enough if you're loyal to a certain brand and you like a certain line that they have right like if you have been uh driving a toyota camry for years and you just and you're leasing it then what you do you upgrade to the new camry because you're used to it and you've developed a fondness for the car, you understand the quirks of the model, you know, that kind of thing. And so, if you go to the dealership and they're trying to get you into an electric car and you've been driving Honda Accords for two decades, and they are like, Oh, well, we have this new thing it's called the Clarity. Like, you're like, Your person's gonna be like, What the fuck is that? Give me a fucking Accord, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I drive Honda Accords, you know, that's just what it is, you know? And yeah. I think that's a an important th- distinction to make you know and I, a lot of these companies aren't doing it because they are trying to reinvent the wheel and create new mm-hmm. new names for their uh, for these electric cars and it's just yeah. like well, why are you overthinking it yeah you know so i think keep it simple like see. yeah yeah right exactly i would like to see ford do this more you know yeah. If they, and I know they, they're like discontinuing sedans, but like you mentioned earlier, uh, an Escape, uh, an hybrid, an Escape um, electric would make so much sense. The rumor is the Explorer is next. Good.
0: I mean, see what I'm saying? Me, so
1: they're using their names. And I think Ford is really ahead of the curve for once, you know, because <laughs> like, think about it, like the American car company has been so behind it, you know, for so many years and, you know what good they thing kind is... of remind me of? go ahead. They kind of remind me of Microsoft in that way, you know, like where Microsoft got the big boom of early computers. You know, that was like the, uh, the Model T and the early and the early Mustangs and all that. And then they just kind of slipped and you know rested on their laurels a little bit. That was the eighties and nineties, you know, where nothing good was coming out. And by the time you know the modern cars came out, they got surpassed. So it's kind of like Microsoft with phones, where they failed so spectacularly with Windows phones. So then they just waited and waited and waited. And when they would decide they want to innovate, they like, well, we're going to innovate on folding phones, not regular phones anymore, because we missed yeah. that boat. So yeah. they're kind of looking at us like, all right, well, we really missed the boat on like the 2000s and 2010s gas cars. So let's just go all the way in on electric. Yeah. And I think it's a good plan. I think it's, it's going well so far. Yeah. I, um...
0: The, the, I'm, I, I was excited. Now I'm really excited. Like, I, I wonder what I, now I wonder what's next. You know, I, I, you know, Tesla puts out something that, you know, they say, hey, it's not coming out for two three years. You know, I'm going to tease you. Now I'm just like, nah, forget the teases. I, Ford's doing something next or, you know, whatever. They, and the cool thing is even GM, they bringing out the Hummer again. Now that's mm-hmm. a different class. That's a different uh, price point. <laughs> I think that's an eighty is to one hundred thousand dollar point. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's
0: yeah, important um, to have that. The 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 good thing about Ford is that out of the big four, am I saying that right? You got Ford, Chrysler, GM. Who else? Big three. My bad. Uh, Ford is the only one that didn't go bankrupt when all of them did. Mm-hmm. So Ford got old money. And they they doing, they're strategizing, they doing something right. And, and this is another thing that I can see that them doing right. What, like you keep saying, why bring out a name that our everyday loyal customer is not, is going to be like, I don't want that. Give me an F-150, give me Explorer. Give me, a, give me a, I know you got a Mach-E, but it still has a Mustang. So you must've did something like it. Yo, let me take that. You know what I mean? So um, they're doing it right. I, you know, personally, I, I would prefer to. Okay, so two sides. One, because I am a techie, I would like to pull up in a whatever that is. And they'd be like, oh, wow. But at the same time, I would also like to pull up in an F 150 or an Explorer. And then they walk by it like, oh, they got a lightning bolt on it. Oh, okay. Let, let me go get me a new Ford Explorer now. Not, oh, I got to do a little bit more research. I don't know what this Cybertruck is. I don't know what it's doing. I don't know. I, I, you know, and too, too wild. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: Now, I want to like shift this to talk a little bit about, I guess like ripple effects of, of uh, the impact that this truck is going to have. First off is charging networks. Um, Um, Obviously it's a big problem. For electric cars. You know, if you live in the house, it's not a big deal. You have a garage, you just plug it overnight, whatever. Right. If you're in the city, though, and mm-hmm. you live in an apartment, that is not as ideal. So, obviously, Tesla has their network. So, how do you think this is going to impact um, uh, just charging networks with Ford going in on the F 150 having it now? So, two part. I wanna say something about what you might've not
0: known and what the user that's listening to that doesn't know. Uh, Most of us have rented apartments. Not everybody bought a house yet. Uh, I am in my second town home uh, versus an apartment, one that I kinda own. This one is a rental until I buy enough of my information. What I'm trying to get at is uh, Tesla, if you buy a Tesla, for example, Uh, you can talk to your landlord or whoever runs the apartment complex. And I forgot how it goes, but I looked into it. They would be more willing to do that and partner with, uh, for instance, Tesla's charging network or whoever your charging network is to put it on the property for one, because it adds value and they know that other people on the property maybe has it and things like that. I don't think a lot of Tesla owners that may not live in a home know that. But yeah, there's a conversation you can have with the owner and Tesla to get that to happen. Um, So only reason reason why I knew that, because again, I was really interested in it. And if I, for some reason, had a way to get one, I personally wondered that question. I was like, well, shit, if I get one, how am I gonna charge it? So I I did some research and you can have that triangle conversation and it more than likely would happen kind of thing. Um, But to answer your question about networks, I think Ford has a better idea of getting the infrastructure booming even probably more than Tesla has, personally. I mean, you got more, uh, Ford is a nationwide brand. I mean, (laughs) why not? You know what I mean?
1: So what you think? I think there's a real proprietary problem going on right now, you know, because... I think these companies are trying to build out their own infrastructure. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like in the early days of uh, of cell phones, where everybody had a different kind of charger. You know, and you know your BlackBerry charger wouldn't work with your Samsung phone, which wouldn't work with your Nokia, which wouldn't work with your LG. You know, and it, it just became a mess until there was a standard of you of micro USB. obviously, Apple didn't use that, but only having two different ones is a lot better than having ten, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, you're you're looking at a situation where I think there needs to be some sort of standard put in place in my opinion. I want you I want you to look up real quick. I
0: think the F150 has both. Like I, I think there's like a, you know, a, obviously I'm not a t- I'm not an electric owner. But I think there's like two different type of plugs or something like that. I think the F one fifty has both or something like that. I think I was hearing Marquez say that. I don't. I think that's the car that has both. One of one of these electric cars has both.
1: For that reason, because it's not a huge network. And yeah, So Ford's main one is the Ford Pass charging network. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I'm assuming that's the one that it uses. But okay. But I could uh, double check here real quick. We can pull a loop right now. Do some internet search. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. That's a little press release.
0: It's normal to have a pause in a, in a podcast, y'all. You know, get popcorn <laughs> break. <laughs> I just want to get y'all legit. Legit. Yeah, interviews. it looks like
1: it, lo- it looks like it is
0: for the two. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So so they thought like okay. So that's what I thought. They thought about that. Says you know what we don't want to make it that hard, which is a good thing. I mean un- until there's a standard or until there's Tesla and the others
1: and it's fully mapped out, uh, you do have to have multiple options. Yeah. It's and it's again they understand mm-hmm. that with an F one fifty, you have to beyond a shadow of a doubt change the thought process, you know, of any excuse they're going to give you for not to have an electric, you got to take that away, Yeah, you know, because they know there's going to be skepticism from people who've been buying the F-150 since the seventies, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, because that's a a very like brand loyal, you know, car line, you know, so, so yeah, so that's something to, to kind of keep in mind. Uh, And I feel like Ford's addressing that. And I think more companies will follow their lead. To yeah. address that as well. Um, now let's talk about a little bit about the environment. Um, obviously, electric cars are good for the environment, right? You're not burning fossil fuels. You're not doing all that. You know, it's a lot more energy efficient to to charge a battery than it is to, you know, uh, mine for oil. So, yeah. Uh, but there is one thing that comes to my mind is specifically with an f 152 uh, Is the battery? Mm-hmm. So. One, how often you're gonna to have to change the battery. And two, how are these batteries being disposed? Now, do you know yeah. offhand how the how that process works? So I don't know
0: offhand, but the problem with it is, is they last so long that nobody talks about it. That's the problem. Uh, I think you can get over a hundred thousand miles on a battery or something like that. It, it's wild. Um, if, if I'm not mistaken, I know you're on the net. Um, so that's the problem is that they last long and that uh, the, the, uh, that and that's been a conversation. People say that, yeah, OK, the initial purchase and, you know, you driving it, um, you'll save some energy and, you know, carbon, you know, uh, footprint and all that good stuff. But what happens when you got to dispose it? And they say that that kills a
1: lot more than gas. Yeah, so. The federal law requires that electric vehicle batteries have to last eight years or 100,000 miles. So you were definitely on, on the right track there. My thing is, like, how does this affect the used market? You know, mm-hmm. I'm not thinking, I'm thinking like 15 years down the road, okay? Yeah. This, this, this truck comes out, somebody buys it, they have their five, six years, whatever, and yeah. they go to sell it. It has yeah. 70,000 miles on it, right? So then that person buys it only has 30,000 miles where they have to replace the battery. So one, what's their plan for that? Two, mm-hmm. how are they disposing of it? Because yeah. it's not enough to just say you're green and throw out an electric car. <laughs> like, because like you said, if you're just dumping these giant-ass batteries in the landfill, well, what's the point? Might as well yeah. just kept on making gas cars, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> if, you're, if that's your focus. So yes. I think... It's a conversation that's not happening a lot because not enough people own electric cars. Mm-hmm. But as more people get them, you guys got to start thinking about it. Same way they had like, uh, you know, emissions ratings with gas, you know, that, mm-hmm. that came eventually. So it's the same thing with electric. Yeah. They're going to need to tackle this. I think the solution is probably trade-in type thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're here, we're going to recycle your battery, take 5% off a new battery, you know, that kind of thing. You know, and it's just going to now they got to make sure it's it's accessible and, um, you know, obviously you lose a lot of maintenance costs by going electric, but the the battery is expensive, you know, so, um, so I hope that they don't price that ridiculously high and that it's easy to replace as well, you would hope.
0: Yeah, from what I've heard is uh, the replacement of a battery is expensive. Um, So you want to get like those extra warranties and things like that. If you plan on owning owning the car that long, Um, a person like myself, you know, I want to jump into leases next, but um, I also do feel like I want to travel as much as I have over the years. My cars, my cars always go over a hundred thousand period. There's no doubt about it. Um, Not easily though. Don't hear me, don't hear me, guys, and say, "Oh, he's he, wow, he's been lucky." No, I've drove some shit cars <laughs> um, <laughs> that didn't that lasted over hundred, but gave me a lot of trouble to get over a hundred. Um, so, uh, but so yeah, I do hear that they're expensive to replace. Um, again, like you said, the conversation's not being had, um, and I wonder if it's because they don't really have a solid system. Like this is an underbaked well, situation. Yeah. <laughs> an underbaked situation. And they're like, oh, just make them, just sell them. We'll figure it out when the time comes.
1: <laughs> that's yes, not just, doing it. I just looked it up. Average cost to replace the battery is about five grand. Mm-hmm. All right. So I mean, if you if you were looking at it from the sense of okay, that's the only real like you don't have to worry about fluid changes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, how much do you spend annually on that stuff? You would think, mm-hmm. right? You know, so it, it's just an interesting thing conversation to have. Uh, it is annoying that one foul shot you got to replace it for that much money, as opposed to just like a few hundred here, a few hundred there. But uh, it's like you said, something that they're going to have to tackle with uh, in the future for sure. Right. Right. Um, so speaking of costs, uh, the thing that's interesting to me about this, you know, Ford's leaning into this, obviously. But there's the element of of car dealerships, you know, not really wanting to sell electric cars. Obviously, they're thinking about return business. They want people to come to their service centers, get oil changes, transmission flushes, radiator, you know, fluid, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, that stuff is is a money getter for them because it's, you know, it's a service and, you know, it's basically all profit, you know, (laughs) so... Uh, electric cars take that away, you know, outside of having to get new tires and brakes or, you know, fixing uh, damages if you got into an accident or something like that. So where do you see the car dealership impacting the future of electric cars in terms of adoption? So uh,
0: I see them now saying, well, I I feel like some jobs (laughs) may be lost. But I do see some gain in jobs. I think that they're going to start hiring, you know, electricians, people that know how to, I don't know, replace the battery. I don't know uh, the software upgrades. Uh, my screen cracked on the inside because I was tapping it too hard. I don't know replacing tablets and all that. Good, you know, the kind of the if you want to resort it back to the phone game. You know, I worked at a I worked at a repair center where you brought your phone in if something happens. So I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to start hiring people that know how to work on electric cars. Um, they probably don't even know how to change the oil. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not what they do. You know what I mean? So um, we all, you know, the world always talks about you know laying off, lay, layoffs and creating jobs. Layoffs creating jobs. Here goes another option. Ob- here goes another obstacle where some jobs will be lost, and we're going to create more jobs for the electric side or the or the tech world
1: of things when it comes to cars. Mm-hmm. I look at it as, you know, those people can be trained to do certain stuff, you know, mm-hmm. especially when it's a big company like a Ford or a GM, you know, that's uh, engaging in that. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's a huge deal, but I think they're in the short term, there is a very real risk of them not offering these cars when they're selling them because they're thinking about the future.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I don't know how you fix that, you know, yeah. um, I don't know how you... It's going to be a force. How you, yeah, it, it's just hard, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they want people to come in and come back for service. And, yeah. you know, whether it's coming back in for, like, upgrades on the computer components or something like that. I mean, you would imagine that sensors would be would go wrong and you would have to get those fixed. But the pro- I think what happened now with the F-150, you got the
0: president going out to the show, test driving it. Not saying the president is like uh, a Bill Gates or a uh, 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 Joe, uh, what's his name? Mr. Bezos or uh, Tim Cook. But you know, in the, when it comes to like the tech industry, mm-hmm. uh, I'm saying you got the president of the United States pushing electric. Like that was one of his statements in the when he, be, when he came, became or before he became president. He wants to amp the electric industry. And then now you got him test driving the F one fifty. He don't want to test drive nothing else. It was the F one fifty. And so like I feel like politics are now going to get involved. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, every I, I again, you know, not not just to only talk about you know what F one fifty is doing for you know is it for the industry and it's starting now. But you know, like
1: I said, politics are getting involved, and that's going to change the industry tremendously. You know, you said it's not like a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos doing it. I think most people it resonates more when the president does it as opposed to some tech guy. You know, mm-hmm. like obviously we know these guys and we're you know fond of them, but you know a lot of other people they're they're the kind of weird about it. Like Jeff Bezos isn't liked by a lot of people, for example.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So I think you have the president getting behind that, especially like the previous administration was not so keen on electric. You know, nope. they're all about they're, they're talking about mining for coal, you know, which mm-hmm. is you know way back there. You know, it's like very bad for the environment, you know. So right. it seeing that confidence, I think, also lends itself to um, to people liking electric more. And, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that the overall opinion on electric improves over time. Um, and that these salespeople are going to want to offer it because not because they have to or whatever, but because it's the right car for that person.
0: The, the thing about the president and politics get involved is now, whether he goes another term or not, the mm-hmm. next president has to continue that. You can't just stop that. Right. I mean, right. You, I mean uh, an electric car ain't cheap. I mean, at least right now. And, and, and the production is rolling you can't just go to Ford and say, no, nah, let's cut that shit down. Let, let's go back to, you know, you can't, you know what I'm saying? So like, uh, once something starts, you got to keep rolling. I mean, so whether, you know, the rumor is, the rumor is that what the, uh, what's the name, could run again? What's his name? I don't know, I already forgot about because I don't even give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> they said the rumor is Trump could run again. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing, like, he would have to just be down with the plan. And even the next president got to be down with the plan. Mm-hmm. So this thing is, is this thing is
1: rolling. if you ain't, if you ain't gonna jump on now you're gonna get lost. I agree 100% yeah. um, So okay, I kind of want to wrap this up now so we've been talking about high level stuff with F150 and high level stuff with electric cars. So talking before we start recording about you know every industry has a moment that catapults it right? Uh, the big example I use is like the first iPhone really drove people to want to get smartphones, you know, yeah. the razors and whatever flip phone or, or, some other kind of feature phone, like you had mentioned the Samsung moment, I think on a previous podcast. Um, so is this, that moment, is this truck that moment you think for, uh, electric? Yeah, it's that moment. Um, you know,
0: and you know, we're we're you and I are just uh you know, we're baby sharks in a in an ocean full of big sharks, right? <laughs> you got you got the you got the sharks out there even saying, oh, this is it. This this is the time. This, this, you know, this is the best truck in the nation. And they, oh yeah, no, nah, this is it. Y'all better jump on. So and minus what they're saying, I know a lot about cars just because my I have a family that works in cars and I, you know, I've had a multiple, I have had a lot of cars. And, uh, yeah, Ford is a, is a big deal. So, I mean, once you, once you put that name out there, it's kind of tough. You gotta, you gotta, you know, compete, you gotta move on. So, I mean, I, I, I mentioned this before, uh, before the podcast, I wonder what this means for the Ram truck, you know, that's their competition. You know what I mean? Uh, and you know, I know Nissan makes a truck, and uh, uh, the other ones make a truck, but, but you know those are for a certain other type of customer. But the big conchos right. for for trucks in the United States of America is the is the F one fifty and the Dodge Ram. Oh, and the Silverado. I, I I'll give it to, to to Chevy too. So they got to do something. They mm. they they got to jump on, and and it's gonna be tough for the Ram, I would say, because the Ram. They got a sports side, they got the Hemi and they got the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder how they're going to do that. And yeah, F-150, they got V8s and all that. They got the big engine too, F-250s and 350s like, but still, your, initial, your RAM is, is more of a, uh, of like a monster truck. So I really wonder what they're gonna do because they gotta do it. You, you can't just say an F-150 is electric and Dodge don't do nothing and Chevy don't do nothing.
1: So, right. you, you got to do it. Yeah, I think, again, this is going to be something, you know, 40,000 isn't outside the realm for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. because it's Ford, they're going to be offering leasing offers. They're going to be offering, mm-hmm. you know, special incentives with, to sign up or blah, 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 you know, more so than Tesla is going to do because Tesla just is, isn't at an automaker at the scale of Ford, you know, just mm-hmm. period, you know, it's just, yeah. it is the way it is. That's just, that's just yeah. the reality. So I think that I agree with you. This is, this is the moment, you know, this is the come this time next year when this is out in the market in 2022, uh, we're going to be seeing, um, you know, these people looking at this thing like, Oh, wow, this, this is, this is that deal. You know, this mm-hmm. is the, uh, you know, the, the the vehicle that really propelled electric and propelled us to think more seriously about electric cars for you know beyond just the people who are just trying to be you know environmentally conscious or tech savvy yeah i feel you yeah but uh yeah that's uh that's gonna wrap this one up man Um uh, it was a great conversation here today you know it's funny yes. because we were like talking this out and Chris was like well I don't know how into this you are and and I was just like you know you're probably right you know you might have to do most of the talking but then you know we end up going through it and you know I I go on a couple little random rants so
0: uh,
1: it's just kind of funny how that how that works itself out but you know I I mean I like this car content I I think it's a it's a growth um, a a growth industry and something that we're probably going to be talking about more and you know, I'm not a huge car guy, but the idea of electric cars and the industry as a whole really fascinates me. Um, and I know, you know, Chris, you're super into the cars themselves in addition to the industry, but, right. um, right. but yeah, so something we'll definitely touch on more. Um, thanks again, guys for, uh, tuning in, listening, rating, subscribing, uh, give us a good rating on Apple podcasts. Definitely does. Uh, help the visibility of our podcast so we could reach more people. So if you could do that and you're listening on your iPhone, you would definitely appreciate that. Uh you could always catch us, of course, on social media. Uh you could catch me on Instagram and Twitter at OZAROund319. You catch Cress on Instagram and Twitter at Shades of Brian. He's finally got that uh that ubiquity going on with his social media accounts. So uh that's uh that's always a good time. Um, you can catch my written pieces at ozone Uh Chris is figuring out what to do with his other content creation stuff, uh, debating on doing YouTube, debating on doing TikTok. As um, soon as uh, he figures what, all, what he wants to do in that regard, we will obviously, obviously let you know and link his uh, work in the description as well. We do always appreciate you guys checking out our other work independent of the podcast. Um, Coming up in later this week, we are going to be talking about WWDC, Apple's uh, developer conference, happening this week. So we'll be recapping what they announced, what they didn't announce, and what we think it, it means for the Apple ecosystem as a whole. Um, thanks again for listening. Quality thank Talk. Omar and Kress, catch you guys on the next one. We out.